Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had microphone little microphone issues, so we're a couple of minutes late. But maybe that's why uh, we were supposed to, because we we're supposed to reflect on this mad year that we've been in, and uh, we can just chalk it up to that. This is the last show of the year. Seeing yes, it is. De- I was just thinking that. Seeing it's December twenty eighth, um, Christmas trees are coming down soon, and uh, we'll get back to hopefully how we were supposed to start 2020 normal i mean we did start it normal and then all of a sudden we got a wrench thrown at us um i think we're gonna go crazier before before we get yeah you know i don't know Uh, you know we've been very successful in this state so far i mean yes people have got it yes people have died uh no we are not new york no we are not new jersey and no we are not california definitely not california no um so, you know, uh, fortunately enough, uh, I wake up in a state that uh, has a little more common sense, I think, than those three. But um, th- th- I digress. We um, <laughs> we um, got through Toys for Tots uh, through this through this whole crazy um, social distancing experiment that we've been doing. Um, we, we pulled it off, you know, and, and, um, this year figured the year that is the, was the biggest challenge. 100% of the people who applied for toys fully got them. Awesome. Everyone picked up. Everyone picked up their toys. Put it this way: not not one hundred percent of the people who applied, because there was a lot of people who applied that never showed up, right? And completed their application. But everyone completed. Everyone that completed their application, that we made a toy request bag for their family, came and picked it up. We've never had that. We've had last year. I want to say we had like twenty people that didn't show up. Oh wow! Like, what are you doing? You you yeah, you, you know is- you. Christmas yeah. for your kids, and somebody's giving it to you. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But you know, fortunately enough, this year we made sure that we called and called and because some people we had to call ten times well, and say, "Hey, come get your stuff." You know, it's not about you wanting to gallivant around. Just and and um, Christmas Eve, I was still going back to the warehouse and filling bags of orders of people who were calling me saying, Oh, what am I going to do for Christmas? Well, you should have thought of that in October. Right. You knew you were in the city. You, you knew, you know, a lot of people called later because, you know, being furloughed or laid off right. or and didn't have the money. whatever. And yeah, and didn't, and you know, um, we don't, we don't ask why if somebody asks for, um, we, we kind of, the only parameters we have is that there's a requirement. You live in the county and um, you have a need. Right. We don't, we don't ask the need. 
you know. So you don't do a background check? No, <laughs> no. Actually, we're not the toy police. Right. You know, that's between you and and your conscience, your maker. Yeah, um, if you're if you're stealing toys out of another family's pocket or, or underneath it underneath someone's tree. Um, but I mean, if my doctor walked in, I'd be like, "Sorry, doc, you're <laughs> right. gonna go." You're but gonna... he but he wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Um, I'm sure there are people that do that are that are well to do that uh, still put in toy requests. But that we're not there to right. say yes or no. And we're it's there for the to, kids. Yeah, we're there to supply the it's need. All for the kids. And 100 um, of the people who we made toy orders for um, picked them up this year. Did you say you had more kids? No, or it more was, families. It was it was more families, but less kids. I mean, it came out to probably around the same with all the uh, with all the extras on and after. We shut the uh, we shut the requests down. The online requests uh, November twenty seventh. We give them from October first to November twenty seventh. Um, what's that? Forty like almost fifty weeks. days. Almost fifty yeah. days. And because we have to, we have to get all of those people in to complete their application in person to prove that they're St. Lucie County residents and, you know, that stuff, give them a toy number and, you know, um, give them the times to come back and pick their stuff up. So that is like the labor intensive piece of it. Another labor intensive piece of it outside of putting all the orders together. Yeah. You guys do this for months. Well, it's, it's a quick month and a half yeah but i mean you're you know? working on it even before that oh yeah 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 but it's 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 like a it's it's probably like a like a steady um steady month really is is what it is i mean we we didn't have the people come in until the first weekend in december so they filled out they, they completed their applications and then we went to work at putting all the stuff together picking up all the you know buying toys uh from donations, picking up all the boxes that are in the in the community, and I know that I'm I'm surprised I didn't get a call today saying, "Hey, uh, you forgot a box over here at uh, <laughs> Stevie's Salon," you know. But uh, I'm sure there's a box out there. But we got all the families squared away, and that's you know, and that's thing. the important thing. Now, I think I told you a few weeks ago. I didn't realize that this is a Marine Corps thing. The oh, Marines yeah. that does. Yeah, it's the only it's the only service organization. And what I mean, military, the only service organization out of the five major um, service organizations that give back to the uh, to the public. Right. You know, um, and, and we're proud of that. We, we it's been going on since 1947. Wow. And uh, yeah, it started with a doll. Really? Yeah. Started with a doll. Colonel Lieutenant Colonel Hendricks um, got a used doll. He was he was uh, uh, based in L.A. and um, his wife said, you know, his wife is the one that engineered it. Pretty much, he he went and got a used doll and gave it to the kid across the street. And the next year, <clears throat> um, they started collecting used toys, used mm-hmm. bicycles, you know, and toys back then were wooden, right? So they would repair them, repaint them, and give them out to the needy children, you know, to the um, foster homes and, and, and all of that stuff. And ultimately the commandant of the Marine Corps caught wind of it and thought that this was a great way to be able to um, stay in the public because they, you know, 
the military does a lot of um, why are we here type surveys, right? You know, and one of the one of the extensive ones that they were doing back then was uh, the commandant of the Marine Corps told all his generals to to uh, go out and solicit the uh, community to find out to find out why they need the Marine Corps. Ah, okay. And the general consensus was is they don't need the Marine Corps. They want the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. So this was a great way to stay connected with the communities that wanted the Marine Corps. So um, it just it just worked from there. It, a couple of years they did it with uh, used toys, and then they stopped with the used toys and uh, started with new unwrapped toys in the donation boxes. And last year, I want to say, I don't know what the numbers are this year because they're not in yet. We didn't do our after action report, but the numbers last year were 19 million toys oh were gosh. given out to 7 million children wow. in the continental United States, um, the Virgin Islands, Guam, Guam, because we have an American contingency right, there, and um, and Puerto Rico, yeah. So we touch a lot of people. Yes, you do. You know, and but you know, I didn't know until I saw a sign mm -hmm. in my hometown, and it said Marine Corps Toys for Tots, and I was like, hmm. So then I asked you about it because I thought, yeah. I didn't realize yeah. it was a Marine thing. I really yep. did not. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was some kind of charitable organization. Yeah, no, and and the, the, there are a lot out there that that are toys for kids, or you know, they mm -hmm. they try to mimic the. Uh, right. oh, what what do we have here? We have uh, something angels, Christmas angels, or something like that in Saint Lucie County, know. and the, yeah, they do something down at the airport. Cause yeah, we did something for, and we right, we right. actually sponsored a child again this oh, year. The bicycle yeah. from last year. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So there's a lot of different programs out there. But they've all copied the Marine Corps because the, the Toys for Tots was the original one. And in 19, I'm going to be wrong, so I'm not going to say the date, but a couple of years after um, th this program started, the Toys for Tots, Walt Disney was the one who made the train. Oh, really? He penned the train, yeah. So... Um, because he, because, I mean, he was in the kid business. Yeah, I was gonna say he's you know? all about kids. Yeah, so he penned the train. So we have Walt Disney as uh, every time you see one of those Toys for Tots uh, trains or boxes, and you see the train on it, you That's can thank Disney Walt Disney train. for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. well, well, it's, a, it's the Marine Corps Toys for Tots train, but Disney was the one who put it together. Yeah, I, and I don't know if he did it personally, but he got the credit for it. So. Um, well, yeah. you're doing a wonderful thing for a lot of a lot of needy families. Um, yeah, and and the kids, and that's the important thing. Yeah, I mean, and you know the um, the the thing is, is that we get emails, or you know, the, the the people at the window are generally thankful. They're generally respectful, and coming from. Uh, less than stellar environments right. you know right. um the 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 people who pick up the toys are generally 
thankful and respectful. And, and that's because, because that's kind of, I don't want to say that's what we command or demand, but that's how we operate. If, if you can't act according to the parameters that we set in place, we don't have to serve you. Right. We have, we could, we have the right to refuse and, and we, we haven't had to refuse anyone. We haven't had to send anybody away. Um, but, I'm sure that there'll be one out there someday. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Some of the some of the people that we know mm. could definitely be part of that group at any given time. I think. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there are a lot of families with addicts for parents, and this is well, something that helps. <laughs> funny that you should say that. When we were doing the online, um, when we were doing the in person, uh, I missed it. But we were doing the in-person uh, signups. Somebody was outside, and they were kind of out of their mind. Yeah. And uh, so they they took her in real quick and had her do her th- her complete her application so he get her out of there because right. she was making a, a ruckus. Um. Sadly, she didn't remember that Being she there? no. Oh, oh so, that's um, tragic. Yeah. So when we called, she was like, oh, no, I didn't go and complete. We said, yeah, you did. And, um, you know, it's sad not only for that individual and for everybody that had to witness that, but for the children. For the, the children were going to miss Christmas right. because the mother forgot that she was there. That's how that's how uh, crazed she was. And another mother showed up and um, she was, I, I could see she was kind of in a, in a bad way and so i took her off to the side and and, um i got her her request which was four children she was young and uh she said my sister was just uh my sister was just surrendered on um a parole violation or a probation violation which which i didn't think they were doing because of covid but i guess i I guess uh st lucie county doesn't care um no they've got a whole covid unit they just stick them all in there oh okay so they must have cleaned out and, and now they're now they're taking people right. in. But they need the business. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Business is great in the jail, mm-hmm. right? It is. So um uh I said, Well, how many how many children did, did she leave? Six. Wow. So this girl has ten children that she has to care for. Wow. Yeah. And she's drunk. Drunk. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I, you know, I mean, I guess she had justification for being yeah, drunk. I was with say, kids, but... kids, I might... Yeah. I might be yeah. Too. Yeah. I, I couldn't hold that against her. In. Yeah. No, I, I, I couldn't hold that against her at all. I felt for her, you know, and, and, um, you know, fortunately enough, she wasn't driving with him, but we made sure, I made sure that we, she got squared away so that, so that all 10 children would have a great Christmas and, uh, oh, it would have, would have toys would have to open. Toys, we can't, yeah. you know, I, I can't promise a great Christmas. I can only promise that uh, we're giving you something that possibly will go under your tree. Um, now that kind of dysfunction is going to yeah spread itself throughout the next generation for sure. Sadly, yeah, it's terrible. You know, and and, and in times like that, that's when um, I mean, I'm I'm dysfunctional with Christmas. I you know I always I'm not I'm not the uh, the most um, happy peppy person at Christmas, you know, I, I've gotten a lot better, but there was a long time when the holidays, like I looked forward to December 26th. Yes, for them I to be, well, forward. I looked forward to January 2nd. 
Let's just well, get this all yeah, I just, done. I just want Christmas. To, I, want, I just wanted Christmas to be done. I yeah. didn't, New Year's was an excuse to, you know, one out of one day out of three hundred and sixty-five. So three hundred sixty-four. I didn't have an excuse, but New Year's Eve I did. <laughs> right. Join so, the rest of the yeah. <clears throat> be like be like everybody else for one night. Right. And everybody else went back to work, and I didn't. Um, well, a, a lot of people in my community didn't, but um, so I looked forward to the end of Christmas. And when you see people come up and they're, they share their story with you or they share their, for some reason, everybody, I'm like a, I'm like a, a I need to share my dysfunctional story with <laughs> You're you. You're the dumping ground. With a mag, mag magnet. Yeah. And, um. When I hear some of the people's stories of the, that come up to the window, it doesn't make me happier at Christmas. It just gives me gratitude. Right. You know, that I'm not in that dysfunctional way anymore. You know, I'm not standing outside my mother's picture window in sneakers knee deep in snow. Watching the rest of your family. Watching enjoy everybody Christmas watching dinner. everybody miserable because I'm not there. Right. Opening their stuff. Right. You know, it was it's it's just it's I, sad. I, yeah. The, the whole image is the whole image is whacked out. Or to have a you know, I had a child in jail at one right. point. And yeah. that was a very mm -hmm. painful Christmas. Yeah. Very painful. Yeah. It was hard to come back from that. Yeah, and and it, and it lingers because like, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, it does. Yeah. That that image <clears throat> I, I get that image two or three times a year during Christmas, looking in the picture window and seeing everybody just going through the motions and, and, and not happy. Right. You know, um, and you were the cause, um, dysfunction was the cause, well, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I, I take my responsibility, but you know, um, I, I, today I don't, today I don't, uh, um, use, use, uh, my actions as a uh, as a means for dysfunction in in my family you know we we were well set on our way before any drugs or alcohol right. were added in so um you know i i do i do take my i do take responsibility and take and take my part of it uh but yeah when when um when you when i when i look when you can look back on that um it doesn't give me the same type of emptiness or sadness that I had then. It just gives me motivation to try to make myself better next holiday season. Or well, not not better, but um, have a little more acceptance. And and doing what I do affords me that opportunity. Right. You and know? it keeps you very busy too. Yeah. yeah. Very busy. Yeah. But you know, you're giving back and that's that's kind of amazing. Yeah. I mean to come from there to here yeah it's a, it's a big it's a, big difference it's a long road though it is a long road. you know it is long but road. but it's but it's <clears throat> it's well worth it you know I, I wouldn't i wouldn't trade a day I, I i wouldn't trade that day standing there looking in the picture window no one knowing i'm there um watching that uh because i wouldn't be where i am and i wouldn't have the gratitude that i have uh you know, I, I I have to I have to make sure I play certain songs during Christmas mm -hmm. because it, it brings me back to when um, 
and this year I was I was so busy that I didn't I, I made it was I, I play I made sure I played there was two songs that I have to play it's um Bing Crosby and David Bowie, uh, Little Drummer Boy. Yes. And uh, Greg Lake, I believe in Father Christmas. I was so busy that I was sitting down cellar with the dogs on Christmas Eve, and I had to put it on YouTube <laughs> to listen to it. Right? I said, oh, man, I didn't even play it. And uh, I never got to play the the Bing Crosby and, uh, and David Bowie one. Um, but... I do that every single year because it, it affords me the opportunity of change. It, well, and to because, see how far you've come. Yeah, and it reminds me, uh, you know, that when I was a, when I was a kid, those were two songs that were always that they were part of my community's Christmas. The, the young community, not right. not necessarily right. my parents. You know, my parents were listening to Bing Crosby, but not David Bowie. <laughs> no. <you know>? Um, <laughs> They were listening to Nat King Cole and, and, and all of that stuff. And you know what drives me bananas? We got a minute till break. You know what drives me bananas is here, two stations that I can get downstairs for the dogs, down cellar for the dogs on their radio. They, they started playing Christmas music November 1st. Oh, wow. November 1st. I think December 1st would be better. That's what I said. But did the dogs like the Christmas music? We'll have to share about that when... Uh, <laughs> Call 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792 with your comments or questions or you want to share about your Christmas, you want to share about uh, your upcoming New Year's plans. If you want to be part of the show, just give us a call. We'll talk to you when Ellen and I return. When Ellen and I return. That come out on Ellen and I return. <laughs> a lot of L's. On the Miracles in Recovery radio show. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, clinical trials, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. If you or somebody you love is dealing with an addiction to alcohol or drugs, you may be looking for all kinds of answers. Let Recovery Radio with host Zach Crouch be your guide. Zach Crouch will speak with experts and share personal stories of addiction recovery. You'll also learn what's beyond the surface of mental health, root causes of addiction, and more. Most importantly, we'll explore the solutions and treatments to get you back on track. Recovery Radio. New episodes are available every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. 
Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back to the second half of the Miracles in Recovery show. If you or your organization would like to be a featured guest on the show, please send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org and we'll send you an information packet on how to schedule a time for you to be on the show so that we can focus on what you have to bring to the recovery community. And we feel like um, having people share, you know, how their recovery works is a very important part of the show. We really, truly enjoy the guests that we have on. So if you have an interest, please let us know. We do. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to try to uh, reach out to um, our friend, the, uh, the um, media promoter, and see if we can't recycle some of our uh, guests like from shows like Way in the Past. Right. That would be very you know, interesting would, yeah. to find out what they're doing yeah. now. Yeah, you since know, since we talked to him two yeah, years ago, or how things are looking, because I'm sure yeah. the landscape has changed a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, and well, you know, something that the um, it's funny because the, f- for lack of a better way to put it, the other thens, you know, not the people who came on specifically to speak about addiction or recovery, right. uh, um they may have morphed away from what it is that they came exactly. to share onto something onto something else or maybe they've found something to really solidify what it is that they you know we, we've had um sound wave people on yeah, right? emdr people emdr on. and and yeah i don't remember what all that stuff's called that's why i have you i <laughs> saw <laughs> Well, you know, at the beginning of the show, I said I was a Marine, so you knew, you know, I eat crayons. So anything other than that, <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, we're, you know, so the show is the show is yours, and we're and we're very grateful for our listening audience. Um, you can send an email to Ray at miraclesandrecovery.org if you if you have or know someone that you would like us to reach out to to be able to share their experience, strength, and hope, or even if it's something about bettering your health by cooking or bettering your health by jogging or or anything like that. Because I know for me, when I'm healthy, I want to say my mind is less scattered. Yeah. 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 And... You know, I, I love to eat pizza and hamburgers, and I know it's not healthy for me. And I know that when I am actively doing that, I'm not in my right thought process. Right. You know, <laughs> I mean, when I'm eating lettuce, I'm not really that happy. But but my body is my body responds to things I need to do during the day. 
a lot more. I can make it all the way through the day without having to take a nap. So what does that tell you? Maybe you should know. be eating lettuce. Yeah, it's gross though. Yeah. <laughs> it's not nearly as good. <laughs> no, no, That's it's you sure, know, and the but... funny and the funny thing is, is that I wouldn't if it was put in if it was put in front of me, I would eat it. It takes that much more to make it mm -hmm. than to drive to Wendy's. Oh, I agree. You know what I mean. So it's but you easier. You can get a salad at Wendy's. Yeah, but that's not fun. <laughs> Who the hell goes through this? <laughs> buys a salad at Wednesday. Wendy's. Me. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll try it then. Yeah, I don't eat meat. No, but so. you know, you know what I used to do. I used to go into the the Publix uh, on Verano, mm -hmm. my old house. They made salads. Yeah. They made chef salads they and stuff do. like that. I I get. That's where I get most of yeah. my food. And I would go the in. And, stuff. Yeah. Or I'd go in and grab the uh, boxes of, like, um, organic uh, cashews and, mm -hmm. and uh, raisins and all of that stuff and, and eat that way. And I haven't gained any weight, but I do know, like, from when I was eating very healthy, um, I didn't have eight stents in my heart. <laughs> um, well. But, uh, no, when I was eating healthy, my thought process was a lot clearer and cleaner. And um, I don't oh, mean I have a dirty thought process. It might be interesting but... to have a nutrition type person come on. Yeah. Because I think there's there's a lot to that. And, you know, there's a lot to uh, the addiction and recovery side of nutrition as well. Mm -hmm, because that's what I mean. every single time I went into a, uh, a facility, that was one of, the, one of the things that they had you speak to. Of course, they had you speak to the to the counselor that was there that the um you know everybody was assigned a counselor that you shared your mess with but there was also a nutritionist and and i could never understand why are you why why are they wasting their time on nutrition when <laughs> when i've got when this I'm eating, problem yeah when i'm eating no when i'm eating snickers and, and bags of chips because that's what i sustain myself with right and that's why because i was i was that i was that goofy of thought that um, I didn't understand why there was a nutritionist. Or even when I went to the hospital uh, the first time, um, before they put stents in, I went for something. I forget, I forget what it was. And a nutritionist came in and said, you know, this is probably how you should, you know, whatever. They, they gave me their, they gave me their gig. And, and um, I still... I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah. But it, it, it is real. The, the, the cleaner you eat, the more apt your body is to purge stress, more apt your body is to have clean thought, clear thought, you know, and um, we do ourselves a disservice when we throw a bunch of grease in it. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. It's, it's very difficult sometimes to eat right. And it's extremely difficult to eat clean, but mm -hmm. life does have a way of throwing a lot of crap at us on almost a daily basis. And to be able to handle it and deal with it and not let it just, you know, bury you mm -hmm. can sometimes be really difficult. Yeah, very much so. So anything that you can do to make the, the process of getting through the days easier is probably not a bad idea. I mean, it isn't easy. I've never found it easy to to eat right. I mean, I'll eat a salad, but there might be a cookie there too. Well, if it's put in front of me, I have I have zero problem. 
I mean, there were, uh, over the past few years, I've started eating Brussels sprouts, asparagus. Uh, you know, I always, I, I always ate spinach. Spinach wasn't one of my, wasn't one of my problems, but, um, so there's a lot of things out there, but I just don't have the willingness to take the time to right. do Study it. And, and that's just my, that's my, um, ism, you know? Well, one of my brothers has lost a tremendous amount of weight mm -hmm. and he he's doing keto okay. and he preaches it I yeah mean, preaches well i mean that's yeah but it worked for him he tried being a vegan but now let me ask you a question when someone is overzealous about something that they are doing trying to trying to get the world to change to their way isn't that some kind of um ism as well yeah he does tend to focus on whatever it is that he's doing and to the yeah you know and then nothing else matters yeah yeah how and much he, has he lost 75 pounds oh wow yeah wow yeah i saw him the other day i thought he was my skinny brother for a minute not the young one no Oh okay. no! <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say <laughs> definitely that. not him. No. Well, he lost seventy five pounds. You could see he's, he's you still. You wouldn't he's be still able big. to tell. Yeah, yeah. No, this is the oldest one. Oh, okay. I've got three of them. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it it's it's all in it's all in um, what you want to do to make yourself better. And and if you're out there and actively running around um, eating out of dumpsters, then. Yeah, and, and I'm not. I'm not talking about a dumpster. I'm talking about Wendy's and McDonald's and, and <laughs> well, some Bur people might be eating out of dumpsters King. too. When I was a kid, we went to. It was Christmas time. Uh, my dad was alive, so when I was a kid, my whole family we went to Rockefeller Center to skate, and uh, we went through. My dad and I, for some reason, I don't know. Maybe he was. I don't know. Not even maybe he was probably looking for a drink somewhere, and and. Uh, he brought me with him, my mother and sister and, and little brother, Michael, I think. I don't even know if my, my brother Chris was born yet. Um, I saw a guy eating donuts out of a, out of a garbage can. And I still have that image mm -hmm. in my mind. Um, and it didn't bother me. Oh, really? Like it kind of, it kind of, it kind of like intrigued me. Yeah. You now, know, why is he doing not that, that? Yeah, not that I wanted to eat out of a garbage can, but I, I, I can tell you there were times when that guy's image popped in my mind going and going to the restaurants when I was out there running around cuckoo hungry and eating out of the back of their in their dumpster, right. you know. So, uh, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, it just, I always had a, um, an interest in the things that you probably shouldn't be doing, mm -hmm. you know? And I always had the don't tell me not to's right. because I'm going to do it. Uh, no I, authority I, for you. Gratefully, I've kind of lost that unhealthy piece of it. I mean, I'm still not too overly joyed when somebody tells me what I have to do, but I, um, but you're not going to actively say, well, just because you told me to, I'm not going to do it. Uh, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Not too happy, but you know, um, <laughs> I think that's everybody. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just glad that, uh, that I have the, the history, uh, to keep me somewhat healthy and sane today, you know, cause, cause my history could have very easily gotten me, um, dead. Dead? Yeah. In prison for life. Or, or, or just crackers, you know, yeah. eating out of dumpsters. I mean, that, that, there had to have been some illness there that he was eating the donuts out of the dumpster. It wasn't because he, um, he saw some donuts and thought, "Hey, yeah, hey, I'm on my way. Home. I'm on my way home from work, and trash. I'm on my way home from work, and I just made six grand this week. But I'm going to stop and eat these donuts. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, <laughs> you know. So I, I mean, I don't know. You know, we we don't we we talk we talk all over the we talk all over the map here, and and um, we always try to bring it back to some. Um, relatability to addiction and recovery, because that's what the title of our show is, Miracles in Recovery. Um, but within being that miracle, that gives us a wide array of being able to share who we are, how we are, and and what we do on a yeah, daily basis. And how we are today, yeah. as, as opposed to even a few years ago. I was talking to my daughter, and it's been nearly four years since she's had uh, opioids, which is a miracle in itself. Yeah, right, huh? And, you know, she was on the, um, the mat, the medication assisted treatment for a long time. And she's completely off of that as well. So, Oh, no kidding. I didn't know that. Yes. Since yes. when? Um, she started working on it late spring, early summer. It takes a I, you long know something? I think you time. did tell me that she was a long was, yeah. time. There's a yeah. lot of bone pain and other things uh -huh. that go along with that, but she decided she didn't want to do that anymore. She wanted to be just no good for her. her. Yeah. So that's what she's doing. And, and so, so what happens with that with that process? Just to share, I mean, we're not, well, we're not putting her stuff out there, but just to share what happens. No, she um, she decided <clears throat> she didn't want to do it anymore because no matter what, you know, if you go to a doctor or anything else, they treat you like an addict, yes. even though you are not behaving because like you, an you addict. Share with them, right? What you, you, yeah, you tell them what medications yeah, yeah. you're on. She actually went to somebody and didn't tell them, and the doctor said, "Well, you know that I." called the pharmacy and found out. Oh, that's out. right. Cause they, yeah, yes. everything's all linked together yes. and yeah. So why didn't you tell me? And she said, because I knew how you were going to treat me. Because you treated me the way that yes. I knew you were going to. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So for that reason, you know, along with a lot of others, she decided, you know what, I'm going to get off this stuff. Yeah. And it is and not easy. It was time. Yeah. Yeah. It is not easy. Some people stay on it the rest of their lives. Yeah. I got a friend of mine that, uh, that I grew up with and, um, He's, he, he was on methadone and he, he still is. He was, he, he's been on methadone for, I'm 31 years clean. Wow. So, so 40, over 40 years. Wow. But if that's what worked for him, that's, that's fine. That, yeah. But the, it, it does do damage to your body. Oh yeah, very much so. And she's had bone pain. But like, what's the, what's issues. the process? Like, well, she weaned herself down to a tiny, tiny dose mm -hmm. and then there was another drug that she took for a little while to kind of get through the bumpiest Stabilize, part of it. Stabilize, yeah. yeah. And I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, but even with even with the um, with the weaning off, there was some type of a withdrawal. Oh yeah, yeah. And huh. and once off of everything. Yeah. Then she kind of went through. Hey, what the? <laughs> well, kind of depressed, yeah. and she had bone mm -hmm. pain and yeah. other issues. 
So it hasn't been easy, but it's done. And I don't think she'll ever go back. Well, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully <clears throat> she won't ever go back. Hopefully none of us will. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah. you never know. And No, that's, you know, that's why they say. But she said to say me the other day, you know, yeah. I guess you'll never completely trust me again. And I said, I haven't really thought about that. You know, I, I do um, right now. You know, I, I, I don't, I, I, you know, I, I'm aware that, uh, tomorrow is the day that I could choose to pick up. I, I've put a lot of things in place that, that I, that I hopefully will choose not to. I'm an addict. That's what we do. Um, I would, I would tend to believe now that my behavior over, you know, the past 31 years has proven to my family that that day right. probably will never come. Right. Um, but the reality is that it could be right around the corner if I don't keep doing what I'm doing. But that's my reality. That's not theirs. So would I, could I say that my family wholeheartedly trusts me today? Yes, but I need to, but, but they need to have the, the trust that they have is that I'm doing everything necessary not to pick up a drink of drug right. again. And that's where their trust lies. Because I know it's, I know if I, if I had, to, if I threw it away, the trust would go right back to day one. Right. You know, yeah, because we've already lived it. So yeah. here we go again. Yeah. And I've already Only, lived it. So here we go again. Yeah. But from yeah. our perspective, from mm -hmm. family perspective, it's like, yeah. here we go. Okay. Let's lock everything up. And yeah. But the sad reality is, is that today, there was someone with substantial time that chose to right. uh, volunteer again, right. you know, um, it's not, and, and they say, and you know, you, you have to kind of believe it, that you have already relapsed before you pick up. Yes. I've heard that too. You it's know, already your the behavior, thought process. Your behavior has changed towards that goal anyway mm -hmm. you know you don't just wake up one morning and go oh today would be a good day to shoot heroin no that just doesn't i mean i probably did that every morning for a long time <laughs> but, but if you but did it now there would probably be a process that occurred something happened the day prior right and the day prior to right. that yeah. or maybe you've got an ongoing yeah. unpleasant painful yeah. situation uh -huh. i would yeah. think things like you know death um mm -hmm. divorce would maybe tend to send people back over the edge. In yeah. Some cases. Yeah. Um, some kind of life altering, you know, maybe getting laid off from a job you've had. A long yeah. time. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, but the, then again, it no, just seemed to me like it no, could be anything. But no, see the, everything that you just said was an excuse. Mm -hmm. Wasn't a, it wasn't a, uh, so if you're taking all the necessary precautions and if you're, if, if you're, um, doing everything that you should be doing to keep yourself in a hundred percent, um, capacity and reliability to your disease, um, then nothing should be an issue. Nothing should get in your way. If, if, when, if, and when you embrace something, a negative, you have already started the process at that point, you're either there's a, there was a bumper sticker that I used that we used to see, or you can even see it. You're either, uh, it was in a picture of Einstein. And I think he said, you're either actively preparing for war 
or staying in peace. So an addict is either actively preparing to use or staying within recovery. Right. You know, so if you're actively looking for a reason, that reason is going to pop up. That divorce is going to pop up because you're going to force it. Right. You're going to you're going to find something to justify that use. You don't just haphazardly wake up. Oh, shit, that needle just slipped into my arm. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, you have to plan that. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't happen that way. Or whoops, I took the I took the uh, I took the dive on instead of, you know, <laughs> it just doesn't happen that way. Um, you, it's, it's an intention. And, um, you know, as long as you stay focused on the recovery aspect of what it is that you're doing, you will never have to step into that yard again. Well, I think one of the things with, with my daughter was she found something she loved to do. And even though there were a couple of relapses in there, they were short lived. Oh, yeah, lived. yeah, yeah. They were short lived, uh -huh. and people gave her another chance because I think they saw maybe that she had potential. Yeah. And she, she really wanted to do that more than mm -hmm. she wanted to be that crazy. And, you know, she knows an addict when she sees one. Oh, yeah, you can't not. Yeah, yeah you can't not. She I mean, it, knows. Yeah. yeah. You know, they'll get customers and she'll mm -hmm. know. Yeah, I don't want to do that person. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, yeah. you know, this is going to no, be I trouble. Know. Yeah. You know, she knows. She yeah. knows. It's Yeah, you can't you, not. I you mean, get that street smart, yeah. which is, you know, it's it still surprises me. And it's I forget funny. You that walk she around. was out there for all those years. You walk around, you walk around, uh, like if, if we left here and went to Publix, I, I could we could walk through and I could say that I, there were three people in there yeah. and you'd be like, well, yeah, yeah the woman in the carriage, the one in the, and, um, so, so there is a, there is a, like a, a secret society of people who use out there, but it's beyond not, that though. It's just a knowing. That yeah. You you're not have. fool. You're not fooling right. an addict. Exactly. Yeah. Don't yeah. fool y'all about much. No, honestly. no, you're not you, fooling. An I think you learned the we hard were, way. We were too crafty at yes. it ourselves, yes. you know, but, but everybody around us knew, right? Everybody, all of the older guys who had used before me. Yeah, they knew. They knew. Of course. And when I was lying to them, they knew. Right. You know? It probably took your family a little longer, but they figured it yeah, out. A too. lot longer, yeah. And, and, and I told them myself. Yes. Yeah, that, I told that my mother. happens too. Yeah, I told my mother and she was like, I, I, it, it, I remember sitting at the table and, and um, she said, why is everything just falling apart on you? Like, you know, my car's out in the driveway with three flat tires. And, you know, <laughs> she said, why? I said, because I'm, because I'm messed up. And she said, well, yeah, but you know, I said, no, I'm, I'm using heroin. Oh and she gosh. was like, she almost fell off her no, no, oh, surprising. No, surprisingly enough. Um, she knew something she didn't know that but she knew something because um she was an alcoholic herself right. you know what i mean right. so i wasn't so really you're doing something yeah and then and then it all just it all just fell apart right you know well it it had fallen apart already but um then then i went to a different chapter of manipulation i guess you could say for a little well, yeah, while yeah you had to step yeah. it up yeah Step up that game. Yeah. I, I remember the first, first, first time I just thought it was easily curable. Mm -hmm. 
when I first found out and learned the hard way that that is definitely not true. It takes a long time it for does, most it, people. Yeah, for, for most people. That, you know, uh, I remember there was a guy that I went to, I used to go to uh, commitments with for uh, one of the fellowships. And um, he used to share about people that had milk and cookies, milk and cookie bottoms. Yeah. You know, low or high bottom people. Yeah. And uh, they're know, lucky. I, they're the lucky ones. But I mean, who am I to judge? Exactly. You know what I mean? I had exactly. to go where I had to go. You had to go where you had to go. And I'm sure it was just as painful. Very. For you. That's why you stopped. You said, whoa, I was stupid and couldn't. But, you know, this was another uh, great show, even though it took us a couple of minutes to get on the air. <laughs> Always couldn't technology. Yeah. 2020. Well, I guess uh, with that. With Miracles in Recovery, hope is in your corner. See you in 2021. Good night, everybody. Happy New Year. Stay blessed. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.